Great evening, great evening, great evening, great evening. Hey, folks, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin, with another Millionaire Midnight rant. And guess what? It's about 10.50 p.m. It's a bit early, and I thought I would just chime on a bit earlier here because I did it. I know some of you got to work in the morning. I know some of you would like to be here when I go live, so I thought I would log on a bit early here this evening here and tonight how's everybody doing here tonight um i want to begin with ask your favorite millionaire anything which is me self-made millionaire if you don't know who i am i'm a young black man from houston texas who is now a self-made millionaire and i use this platform this podcast to answer questions for free my rate is about $50,000 per hour if you ever want any type of coaching f- from me. But I, I use Instagram, the podcast, like I'm on Spotify, I'm on Amazon Music. We're, we're all syndicated around the world on different pa- podcast platforms. But I use this to give you the opportunity to ask me anything about your business, about mindset, about how to manifest anything that you believe that is stopping you from achieving your goal here. So go ahead and, hey, what's going on, Jen? How are you? Go ahead and comment your names below. Let me give everybody a shout out here. Just want to show you some love because I care about you. Now, listen, Iran is very transparent. I'm unfiltered. So if I use politically incorrect language, get the fuck over it, guys, you know. Relax. I want to be my true self, right? Because I think it's important as it relates to people that are rich or have a net worth a million dollars and plus. It's important to be honest with you. And I think a lot of rich people are not too honest, right? Because when you're in the position of wealth or when you're in a position of um, financial independence, it's very difficult to... (laughs) speak and talk to the average poor people, okay? Um, Because anything we do, if we do it the wrong way, then there may be a problem. But here on the rent, I don't give a fuck, honestly. I'm going to call it what it is. If you're an overly emotional person, then maybe, you know, becoming rich and successful is just not for you. Um, Because to live this life of riches and wealth it's important to be resilient. Got to be tough, right? It is what it is here. So um, let me go ahead and give everybody a shout out here. Go ahead and comment your names below. Thank you for sharing this podcast out. Thank you for the likes. I really do appreciate it. Star Money, how are you? Lucas, we have Caroline. Um, we have Wazil. We have Gerald from the hotel. Um you're not speaking at David Eminetti event this weekend. I am not. Hey, Mr. Trey Woods. Susie Isabella. Um, we have Delaney. Jen, how are you? Um, we have Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Uh, Aracella. Leroy. Candy. Patrice. Hunter. What's going on here? Hey, guys. Hey, Reddy. How are you? Um, Rosalind, Travis, and think about it, you know, I know many of you, how many of you have ever been to a seminar, right? 
to make some money to some seminars. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, seminars are not necessary if you have the rent, which is this. Because, uh, you know, it's not in, it's not that important to spend a ton of money to go to a seminar when you can listen to the man himself. I'm worth $40 million. I'm worth more than most of those people that do these seminars. Not all of them, but, you know, I don't know. I want to keep it real with you. You know, it's not that many millionaires to keep it real. Trust me, I know a ton of them. And I just want to keep it real with people, right? Some of you think you got to be super smart to be rich. Lies. Some of you think you got to be plugged in to the right people. Lies. Some of you think you need a ton of money to start a business. All lies, I'm telling you. Some of you believe that, well, I need to live in America. Nope. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Some of you believe that you need some type of formal college education to be rich. Absolutely not. I mean, you have people who are richer than myself, and they didn't graduate from high school. So I'm here to keep it real with you. Hey, Travis, how are you? And I'm here to let you know that if you want it, if success, financially success is what you want, then it's possible. Okay? I'm going to say that it's possible. I can't guarantee that it's going to happen for you, but it's definitely possible when you get the right information and you actually take action with the information that you hear. So go ahead. Ask your favorite millionaire anything. Ask me. Post your questions below. Don't be shy. <laughs> Open up. And I I usually do these rants almost every night, if not once every other day. But everything is pre everything was recorded, and it will be published on my podcast. Just go to Google.com, type in Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast, and you'll see it. We have over a hundred plus episodes that you can tap into the mindset of a multi millionaire here. Okay, so let's see here. I appreciate the value you bring. Thank you. Hey, Grace, how are you? Who's going to post the first question? Who's going to pop the cherry tonight? Hey, Fran, how are you? Tracy. Amadou. Labrita. Rosalind, how are you? What's the books that changed your life? All right, let me give you a few of the books that changed my life. Give you the, how about this? Let me give you the first book I've ever read in self-development that opened my eyes to what I was doing wrong. Many of you know this story. I've shared it a few times. Um, But believe it or not, I didn't start reading books until the age of 26, 27. Yeah. Believe it or not, I did not start reading any type of books until 26 or 27. And I'll never forget being recommended this book. I was in Afghanistan overseas, and I was a contractor for the military because I need to make some money, right, obviously. And this is when the war first broke out, um, you know, the Bin Laden War. And I picked up a book 
And I'm going to be honest with you. I could not put the book down. For the first time, I picked up a book. I wasn't bored. And I read over 100 pages of that book. And what the book did was it changed my perspective. Like, it didn't make me rich, okay? Like, books don't make people rich, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. They do not. You actually have to do something to build a business or do something to actually acquire money, right? But the book changed my perception of life because I saw life very cynical. I saw life such as like a fatalist. I, I, I was living my life and I felt that I couldn't control the outer world. Like I couldn't control anything. Like I was like, well, whatever happens, happens, right? And when I read the book, it changed my perception of like just living, money, my childhood, almost everything. And that book, it just, it really changed how I perceived um, just my life in general here. And the book is, the book is, Bariana, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. It's a great book. And it talks about these wealth principles. You know, maybe I can pull them up for you. Uh, you know what? Give me a second. Let me pull up a few. Because I want to share some of the principles that really stood out to me that just, just had a, I had a major breakthrough. And I'll never forget this moment. I was lying in my bee hut. They call it my bee hut overseas. And... Give me a second. Um, let's see here. And it was talking about these wealth principles, right? And I didn't, I didn't understand what wealth principles were. Or wealth fouls, I'm sorry, wealth fouls, okay? And what I want to do is I want to share a few with you. Can I do that? Okay. Can I share some of the wealth files with you, if you don't mind? Is that okay? Okay, I think there's about 17 of them, but let me give you a few of them. Oh, it's actually four to four wealth principles. Okay, I'm not going to go through all of them, but let me just share with some of the most impactful ones. Okay? Wealth principle number one. States, your income can grow only to the extent that you do. Now, listen, when I was overseas, I wanted to make a lot of money, but I never thought about working on myself. Like I wanted to grow the money, but I was very unaware of making progress myself. Does that make sense? And I think most of us, we spend so much time thinking about how to make money, reading books on how to make money. Um, jumping into different opportunities in different organizations, but we never think about, well, we need to grow as well. And for your money to grow, you have to grow as an individual. Does that make sense? Okay. And then another principle, number two, it says if you want to change the fruits, you will first have to change the roots. If you want to change the visible, you must first change the invisible. And that's self-explanatory. You know, many of us want to change our fruits, right? The fruits are the current results that you're getting in your life. 
But if you want to change the fruit, like if you have an apple tree and if you want like an orange tree, well, you have to change the root, right? You have to plant new seeds. And the same thing with your life, like with you. Many of you are going about it in a very backwards way. You're trying to change people. Um, maybe you're complaining or you're crying and whining about why life is what it is. And maybe you're just looking outwardly, you know, trying to change everything around you, trying to make things work. That's not how it works. You got to change the root and the root is you. Okay. And I was thrown back when I said, I can change me. I was like, nothing is wrong with me. I just don't have any money. Nothing is wrong with me. People just won't tell me what to do. Nothing is wrong with me. This is just too hard, right? But I realized there were things I had to change about myself, such as I had to humble myself. I thought I knew everything. I had to realize I didn't, right? There's things I had to change about my attitude. I had to learn how to adopt a positive mental attitude. I had to learn how to stop blaming other people for my shortcomings, right? This is... These are internal things, right? Because those things will debilitate your efforts to make money. It really will, 100%. Okay? And let me give you another one. Um, listen. Mm. When the subconscious mind must choose between deeply rooted emotions or logic, emotions will always win. And that's the truth. Because a lot of you logically, you want to make a ton of money, right? Or you want to be successful. But, you know, your emotions, how you feel... Maybe you don't want to do what's necessary to make it happen. You know, you want your life to change, but you feel that it won't change. So you'd rather just go hang out with friends, go drink something, go smoke something, and do something that's just counterproductive to what you want. Excuse me. So you have to remember that. Um, Deep-rooted Emotions are found in the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind always wins. Always, folks. Consciously, you can say, I'm a winner. I'm great. I'm a millionaire. Everything is working out. Now, you can say that. But whatever's in the subconscious mind will win. And that's your emotional mind. That's why some of you may like, well, I don't feel like doing this today. Uh, I know I need to read a book. I don't feel like it. I know I need to meditate, but I just don't feel like it. Well, I just don't feel motivated. I just don't feel. I don't feel. Well, that's the unconscious mind. It wins all the ways. Okay? And this is the reason why I share with, you know, new entrepreneurs or people who are trying to transition their life. I said, work on the subconscious part of your mind first. Right? Through meditation, self-hypnosis, through repetition, changing your environment. This helps you influence the subconscious part of your mind. So that's a great book. And the next book is 
Breaking the Habits of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Great book. Phenomenal book. I've recommended that several times. Outstanding book. Okay. This man really tells a story on how he used his mind to take himself. He had a bad accident on a bike that caused him to almost be paralyzed. So he was in the hospital bed for a very long time. And with his mind, he restructured his vertebrae. Right? It's crazy, right? Because the surgeons and doctors suggested surgery. He said, well, I don't want to do that because there's a chance that he'll be paralyzed forever if he does that. So what he decided to do is to use his mind. Got to read the book. He used the powers and the faculty of his mind to regenerate his body. And now this man is walking normal. This man is just healed. It's really phenomenal what happened um, to him. And he teaches it around the world, by the way. Very difficult to get into his events, though. They, they sell out. Next question for me. YouTube ads or Facebook ads? Uh, Facebook is great, um, but it's very difficult to stay and keep accounts alive unless you have an agency account. YouTube are more flexible, but a little bit more difficult to convert well depending on the video advertisement, right? It depends on the copy that you write. Next question for me. And folks, I'm almost well. Okay, I'm back. When is the best time to train the subconscious mind? Great question, Rosalind. So the best time is now, like before bed. Like honestly, I've read so much about the mind and hypnosis. Even now, I can put all of your minds into a malleable state. Watch this. Take a deep breath for me. Do your nose. Do it. Hold it and exhale. Take another deep breath. Hold it and exhale slow. How does that feel? Now, as you begin to feel good and relax, and the more you listen to my voice, the more relaxed you become, you realize that now you have total access to the subconscious mind. That everything that you hear, every word that you hear with your ears, you would take on as this truth, such as you are successful now. And you will begin to notice how successful you will feel and how confident you begin to feel now in this moment. So, yeah, I just did it. Like just for about 30 seconds, I was just speaking to the subconscious part of your mind. It's very easy, honestly. I could take a deep breath five times. And you can listen to audio. I used to listen to this repetitive audio. Like, I am confident now. I am successful. And I used to listen to that all over and over and over again. But another great time as well is in the morning. That's why in the morning it's very important to listen to something that's uplifting. 
You can listen to Wesley Virgin if you choose to do that. Okay? But don't listen to the radio. I get it. You want to listen to your songs. But listen to something that's going to be uplifting, that's going to condition your mind. Okay? Because remember, you're trying to condition the subconscious mind for something new. So in the morning and in the evening is the best time to do that. Are you with me? Give me a thumbs up if that makes sense. Okay. And just by repeatedly doing this, repeatedly. There are some advanced methods as well. I'm going to be honest with you. There are. Like self-hypnosis is very powerful for if a person knows what they're doing. Um, I mean, the mind is very programmable. And some people are more suggestible than others. You know, some people are very skeptic when it comes to anything that's metaphysical and um, anything that relates to mindfulness or hypnosis. And but it's very, it's very real. Yeah. This is what magicians and ment- mentalists—they all use this. When you see magicians and they make people act like chickens and you know all this weird stuff, um, it's very powerful. Of what happens with the mind and why things happen with people. When people understand the mind and the brain uh, very well, uh, they can have control over you. Such as myself. Like, um, I'm a very powerful man. I just, and it's not because I'm different than you. It's just, I read a lot, study a lot, and I apply it. I'm no magician, but I do know how to control people. Control means just, I know how to get people to do what I want them to do. I do. Very well. Easy. It's very simple. It's not that hard. (laughs) And the reason why, and I'll tell you why, and I can teach anybody this, by the way, but the reason why it's so easy to control people, because let me tell you why, and I want you to write this down. Let me give you a lesson in influence. If I know you better than you know me, I can influence you. But if I know you better than you know yourself, I can control you. And the thing is with people, they have no willpower, man. And willpower is very powerful. And willpower is very necessary when it comes to influence. But many people on the planet, they just don't know who they are as people. They have no idea. They're trying to figure it out. That's why people go to psychics. That's why people go to church. You know, they kind of figure it out. What makes me happy? What makes me rich? Well, what makes me this? Well, what do, how do I know if I'm getting married this year? Well, am I going to have a baby? You know, people are very confused. Like a lot of you are very confused. That's why you're on this rant with me, right? But I want to be honest and transparent with you. You know, the reason why you can be very controlled easily is because you just don't know who you are. And I would suggest to figure it out. Figure out who you are or discover who you want to be. Because once you figure that out, life is very easy. Once you figure out who you want to be on the planet, then it's very difficult to control you. You can be influenced. I mean, everybody can be influenced, even myself. I mean, I'm, I, can, I can get influenced on a daily basis, but to control is another level because to control means you almost have no willpower. That means you, like, you have no choice, even though there is a choice. But... You know how you reading the Bible says everybody has free will? I'm not so sure. <laughs> it's, it's so many things in our environment 
that are outside our awareness that we're not thinking about when we talk about free will. Like people have free choice. I don't know. You probably only have, you probably only have choices available based off what you can see, right? Because the average person doesn't think outside of the choices that are not there. If I gave you choice A, B, and C, I said choose one. You would choose A, B, or C. You wouldn't say, well, I want D. Oh, I don't want A, B, and C. See, the average person won't do that. They would just choose what's in front of them, right? But you have a few people on the planet. They'll say, well, I don't want any of those things. I want D. As a matter of fact, I want E. Makes sense. We call those the outliers. Read the book, Malcolm Gladwell. Good book to read. Does that make sense, young people? Okay. But you realize people just don't have willpower, man. And willpower can be synonymous to certainty. That's why you can just keep you can just keep saying something to a person. Like I can keep telling you, you're successful. You're confident. You might say, I'm not confident. You are confident. But I'm not, you are confident. Look at me. You are confident. Like if I keep pushing that with certainty, that's willpower. I will override you and you will start to believe that you are. You'll stop saying it because of my willpower, because of my level of certainty. And anybody can do this, honestly. The problem is people are just very indecisive and they're very uncertain. And they're always looking for a guarantee. They're looking for like a black and white universe. Like the world is not black and white. It's not like either or either this. It's a lot of gray, which means everything can be changed. There's no, there's no such thing as fact. Like, you know, people always want, this, I just need to know that two plus two is four. Well, I just need to know if I go down this street and turn this way and turn this way, I'm going to get to the place. Like people, it, they want to live their life as such as exacts. Like I want to know the exact steps to be wealthy. Well, give me the exact books. Give me the exact, the exact. But life, to live a very prosperous, happy life, it doesn't work like that. You have to be very flexible. <laughs> you got to be extremely flexible. And, you know, some of the most unhappiest people are the people that want life to be in exact form or in a linear form. And unfortunately, in school, we grew up this way, right? Because we've been taught in a very linear fashion, such as two plus two is four. Christopher Columbus discovered America in 19, I mean, 1492. Um, you know, square, you know, we've been taught that A plus B equals C, but in life, you could do everything right in life. And still, look, you could go to an interview for a job and answer all the questions correctly and still not get a job. <laughs> you have a degree, you don't have a suit on, answer very well, and still not get the job. And you're like, man, why don't I get the job? Yeah. So <laughs> you got to realize life is very flexible. So you got to, it's a lot of gray in life, which means it's just a lot of confusion to a certain extent. But the key is certainty, right? And the key is just understanding who you are and understanding that everything in life doesn't actually need to happen the way that you need it to happen. Um, such as, let me give you an example. Like, <sighs> some of you think you're going to make a million dollars from the current business that you're working on, right? Many of you have some type of business or you're working on something. And you think you're going to make a million dollars from your passion or whatever. But that may not be the truth. You may make a million dollars from something completely different from what you're currently doing. That may be completely different from your passion. And you got to be okay with that. See, I had to learn that the hard way because, see, I thought 
Because I was so attached to the goal and I was so attached to the business. Like when I created 7dayfitness.com, I just thought this was going to be the company that's going to make me a million dollars. Right? But I realized I didn't really care what company made me a million dollars. I just wanted a million dollars. But you got to think about it. Some people don't care too much about a million dollars and they make a million and a billion. Think about Mark Zuckerberg. He, didn't, he wasn't thinking about money when he created Facebook, right? He just wanted to provide a social networking experience. So he just focused on creating a great business, and it just blew up. He wasn't even thinking about a business. He wanted to create a, a great product. And when you create a great product, people hear about it, right? And then it turns into a business, right? So it's different ways, man, you know, to do a lot of stuff. What's important is you got to know what you want, what you really want. I wanted a million. Did I want a successful business on the money? Listen, if someone would have gave me millions and millions of dollars, I would have just took it. Like, I didn't necessarily have to do the business. I just thought the business was the only way to get the money. So now it doesn't matter what business I start to get the money. Of course, I got passions. My passions is what I'm doing right now, talking to you, educating people, helping people make their money and transform their lives. That's the passion, honestly, you know, whether I make a ton of money from this or not. But as far as business, I just start companies that I know that I'm as highly likely I'm going to make money in it. Does it make sense? Okay. Um, what's the next year? Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Give me a thumbs up and say yes, Wes. That's deep. Right? It's just a different outlook on life. And listen... It's not because I'm this great philosopher. Some of you guys say, oh, man, this guy Wesley is just so smart. No, I'm not smart. I just read. It's in books. Like, this information I'm sharing with you, this is not new information, by the way. It's in books. You have to read. You know, read books about philosophy. Read books about Socrates, Carl Jung. Read how people 40 years ago, how did they think about wealth? You know, listen to audios by Warren Buffett. Like, even go outside your niche. Like, Warren Buffett, he's in the stock market. I'm not in the stock market. But it's just how they think. They have all. You'll notice, like, successful people have different perceptions of life and money and what's important to you and what's not. So, I'm just a deep thinker, okay? That's it. Okay. What's next here? When listening to affirmations and the voice is telling you to feel a certain feeling, do you work yourself into an emotional state or let it come naturally? Well, the thing is, you know, for affirmations to compel an emotional response from you, I like to use I'm grateful. Because when we think about gratitude, we feel good. Say, man, you know what? I'm grateful for my mom. If everybody right now say, I'm grateful for my mom, I'm grateful for my father, you may feel good. Say, yeah, I love my father. I'm grateful for my three children. If you have children, you say, oh, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my sister. Because you might start to feel love, right? So when you use the word gratitude, like I'm grateful that I now earn a million dollars, the word grateful is an emotional trigger. So it automatically invoke feelings. Does that make sense? That's why, you know, Bob Proctor, you know, thank God for Bob, Bob Proctor here. Shout out to my man, even though he passed on, but rest in heaven, my brother. 
you taught a ton of people. He had this affirmation, and it's on YouTube. I'm so grateful now that money comes to me easy and effortlessly through multiple sources on a continuous basis. I'm so grateful now, right? Because gratitude is a trigger word for people. When they think gratitude, they think love. You automatically start to feel happy. Does that make sense? That's when you put that word in front of whatever you want or you desire. You start to feel as if you have that thing or the desire. Does that make sense? Okay. Next question for me. As a matter of fact, everybody can do it right now. Just think about something that you want. Something that you desire. I'm going to go first. I'm so grateful now that I earned $3 million per month net. That's how easy that was. Now you do it. I'm so grateful now. Now. That's another key word. Not later, not tomorrow. Now. Right? Because what we're doing now, we, we're wiring the mind. You know, many of you, your mind is wired to the future. Like, well, I can't do this until this happens. Well, I need more money before I can do this. Well, I can't wait till I drive that. I can't wait till this happens. No, 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 no. The mind doesn't work this way. You have to rewire the mind and understand it can happen now in the mind. Remember, the mind is a spiritual world. It's the invisible world, the thoughts. So you say, I'm so grateful now that I'm earning whatever. Now you're giving your mind new instructions to believe something different instead of I want something. Because wanting something is the presupposition that you're not getting it. Does that make sense? I want a husband. I want a wife. No, no, no. I'm so grateful now I have a beautiful, loving husband that makes love to me every single night. It makes me scream and come. I'm just kidding, folks. You know, sometimes you got to have fun in these friends, right? But does that make sense? Whatever you want. I'm so grateful now. And you can feel that. I'm so grateful now that I have a beautiful wife. And she's amazing. She's beautiful. She's nurturing. She's caring. She's soft. She smells good. She looks good. She communicates well with me. See how I do that? In marketing, is stimulating the customer's emotions the most effective way to drive conversions? Absolutely, yes. Listen, I want you to write this down below. This is going to help you out as a salesperson. And remember, if you're a CEO, you're a salesperson, period. <coughs> if you don't like sales, you're probably going to be broke unless you're in Forex or stocks. Okay? But all CEOs are salespeople, great salespeople. Write down the words pain and pleasure. That's how it works. People buy to avoid pain and to attract pleasure. Okay? But if you really want people to buy, you give them pain. I give an example. Like in my first book that I made like $20 million, which was Fat Diminisher, we talked about the pain. We said, hey, this vegetable that's making you fat is also causing heart disease. It may be responsible for cancer and is raising your blood sugar. Those four comments about that vegetable causes people to lock in on the video, to watch it to the end. But if I said, well, if you stop eating this vegetable, you get skinny, you'll get very healthy, you better run with your kids. Yeah, and people are like, oh, okay, that's cool. But the pain, I'm telling you something, the pain is a driver. So in your marketing, of course, you got to talk about the pain, folks. Like sometime in my marketing, you know, if I want to get you guys to buy something from me, 
I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do it. Now, listen, this is just a, um, this is impromptu. This is not, you don't, you know, I'm not selling anything. I'm just letting you know if I was. If I wanted to sell something to you as it relates to making money online, I would say, well, let me ask you a question. How much money are you making right now? You may say, well, two, 3000 a month. And what do you have to do to make the money? Do I have to go to a job? And how does the job make you feel? Don't you get sick and tired of going to a place every single day of your life that is sucking the energy out of you? Did you have to listen to people that you don't like every single day of your life, spending time away from your children, from your husband, your wife, not being able to travel around the world? You see other people on a Monday all around the world and you're sitting in a cubicle, all because you may make a decision to move towards your goal. Well, guess what? I have a vehicle for you. And in life, if you have the right vehicle, you'll be able to get to your destination fast. But some of you are in a Volkswagen, and the Volkswagen is slow, but I got a Lamborghini for you. Which one you want, the Volkswagen or the Lamborghini? You say, I want the Lamborghini. Well, guess what? A Lamborghini is expensive, but what I'm offering doesn't cost $250,000. $5,000, I'm going to change your entire life for the better. Imagine waking up to no alarm clock. Imagine waking up waking up your children and taking them to school and going back home and doing some yoga and some meditation. Imagine booking a trip for your family to Disney World on a Tuesday. Imagine taking a month vacation in a place of your selection instead of working, trying to save up money for the vacation next year. How would you like that? You say, man, that's what I want. Well, let me share what we have here. In the next 30 days, I'm going to take what you're currently making, which is $2,000 month to 4000 Is that what you want? Yes. Let me see how I did that? I'm just a great salesperson, right? But see, the key in sales and this emotional marketing, you have to paint pictures in people's minds. If I want you to buy, I'm just going to paint a very negative picture in your mind. And I know you want to avoid it. And that's going to lead you to the pleasure. I'm saying, well... You either want the pain or you want the pleasure. Most people don't want the pain. But pain is the driver. Pain is going to cause people to move forward. So in all your companies, if you're not selling properly, you know, if your marketing is not working, it's because you're not creating the pain in people's minds. The pain is already there, but it's like you got to put salt on the wound. You know, when you have a wound, you know, you hurt yourself, scrape your knee or your elbow put salt on, put alcohol on it, it hurts. Well, that's what you got to do in your marketing. You got to put salt on that bad boy. You want tears in these people's eyes. They're like, I don't want that, Wesley. Uh-uh. I want your product right now. I need it. And I'm like, okay. You got five minutes, though. <laughs> Does that make sense? All right, what's next? Which comes first, the pain or the desire? What do you mean? In marketing? I'm not understanding. (laughs) Absolutely, Sydney. Much love. I'm so thankful that these fake Wesley pages others stay out of my DM. Yeah, I'm sorry for the fake Wesley pages. It's not me. It's just people that want to be me. And I get it, you know. I mean, who 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 doesn't want to be a black, charming, amazing, fascinating black man? Come on, I mean, come on. 
The world does, right? So I apologize in advance for all these fakers and all these impersonators. I can't stop them. It is what it is. They're on YouTube, Instagram. Don't let these people steal your money. Please don't give people money. Okay? Be smart. What's the next here? Questions for me. Talk to me. <laughs> Which vegetable did she use? You got to go watch the VSL, man. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you. Got to go buy the product. What's next? I'm just scrolling down here. Why is Bioproctor so influential to me? I mean, I didn't say he was so influential to me. I mean, it's a lot of great leaders and great orators that I listen to. But I just like that one thing about Bob Proctor, honestly. About He talks a lot about the mind, too. But I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me through multiple sources on a continuous basis. Um, I'm missing something. But, yeah, I used to listen to that a lot, honestly, over and over and over and over again. Driving to work, I will listen to that. It's on YouTube. It's free. It's repetitive. I only heard about you a week ago. Well, thank you, Amanda. Welcome to the rant. Welcome to the culture here. What were you doing before becoming a millionaire? Zambia, Africa. Um, before, before I became a millionaire, I was a computer engineer. Um, thanks to my father. At the age of nine years old, he bought me a computer. And I was just fascinated about technology. And years later, when I turned 18, I discovered that people would pay you if you knew about computer technology. So for like 10 years, I was a computer engineer. I never got a degree, by the way. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Wesley, how can you call yourself a computer engineer when you don't have a degree? Well, that was just the position that I had. I don't know. I was doing exactly what people that had degrees, I was doing what they were doing, and I was doing it better. So... My expertise was Citrix engineering, which is service-based computing, virtualization, which is very popular now, VMware. A lot of these people are not going to know what I'm talking about. I'm a nerd, too, by the way. I'm a nerd because I code, too. I mean, I code. I can write HTML. Um, yeah, I can build computers, fix computers, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so I'm like, my brain is kind of like a, um, it just, I'm kind of a first principle type of guy, so I just know how to reverse engineer things. So when I see a problem, it may be something I just don't even know how to fix, but I just reverse engineer just by asking questions, such as like code. Like if you're looking at code, like I don't know Java, but I can probably fix it because I say, okay, I wanted to do this. How can I get it to do this? I look at the code. And using encoding, you know, it's a lot of context clues, honestly. A lot of stuff, you can look at it and you'll know what it means. You may not know everything, but you'll know basic what it means that you can kind of figure it out. That's just me, right? So, yeah, that's what I did before um, that. Why is imagination so powerful? Well, your imagination is so powerful because... 
whatever you're thinking about in the mind is what happens in the universe. Think about it. Look at the world. It's beautiful, right? We have buildings, high rises, lights, street signs, streets, paved roads, clothes, light bulbs, right? It's just so much stuff, right? But all this started from somebody's imagination. That's why it's so powerful because our imagination is the inception of creation. Write that down, please. Our imagination is the inception of all creation. That's Wesley Virgin right there. Okay. Write that down below, please. Our imagination is the inception of all creation. All of it. Right? Like the beds you laying in right now. I mean, somebody created that from their imagination. Somebody got tired of sleeping on the floor and said, you know, it got to be a way that this can be a softer experience here. Right? Get it? Um, Next question for me. I didn't get a nerd vibe from you. Yeah, believe it or not, I'm a true nerd. You have no clue. When I say nerd, not because I'm smart in school. I did terrible in school. But when it comes to computer technology, like computers, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a ton of knowledge. Like I can fix a computer, you know. Got a virus, I can fix that. You can't print, I can fix that. Um, your computer's crashing, I can fix that. I mean, when it comes to anything technology, I can just, I can just do it. You know, it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> very simple to me. For other people, it's just insane, right? But whatever. <clears throat> I love math and ner- and learning new things. Wesley, billionaire, dollar daddy, virgin. You right? I am daddy. I am him, for sure. And sometimes you just got to own it, man. <sighs> I'm daddy for the rest of my life, if you know what I mean. All right, what's next here? <clears throat> <clears throat> Questions for me. How might a fan send you a gift? Well, <clears throat> I did have a P.O. box, but I don't know where is it. You know, I'm very... Um, careful of giving out my actual address because I had some experiences. Let's just say that. You know, some people find out where I live and some people are outside of my high rise. And not this one, my last one. You know, it was this young lady outside. Wesley, I'm in your garage right now. Had this one girl come up. Oh, I'm here to see Wesley Virgin. I don't know who you are. Who are you? Who, right? That's a little bit interesting listen i love my fans i do but at the moment i don't know if i can give out my address some of you probably already know where i live anyway but you know i'm just like come on it's kind of weird can't just be popping up like that right but maybe i get a p.o box in the future honestly i wish i could give out my address i i would like to you know but as you become more significant on the planet and I'm not even that, that famous yet. I mean, I'm like, God, 
and people just, they find me. They take pictures of my cars and they send it to me on Instagram. They'll be like, Wesley, I'm right behind you. Look. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All righty then. Hey. You know, but I'm cool about it. I'm like, hey, cool, cool. I appreciate you, man. Keep doing your thing. Once you have a billion in the bank and a private jet or two, what will you what will your what will your next goal be? Well, my biggest goal is to make people like you rich. And it might take the rest of my life to do that, honestly. Cause it's very hard. Cause people like cats, man. Dogs you can train, but cat can't train a cat, man. It's tough. Try to get eight cats to go in one direction. Just like people. Trying to get people to listen, take action, stay motivated. It's, it's tough. Since you already did it, when can we expect you to share full access to your program for free? Yeah, I'll never give it away for free, folks. And let me tell you why, man. You can't, you just can't give people stuff. Listen, I give a ton of information for free. Like, this is free right here. And courses, because people just don't value free stuff. They just don't. Even you know that, right? You get something for free, you just don't care. You don't put any value on things that are for free. But when you invest your money, now you have something to lose. Like if I tell you one of my programs costs $10,000, you're going to be serious about that program. But if I give you the same program for nothing, you won't have any value because there's nothing to lose. Right? In your mind, you're like, eh, I didn't invest nothing, so no harm, no foul. But if you invest $10,000, you're like, nah, man, I put $10,000. I got to be serious. Does that make sense? And the people that's willing to invest is the people I want to work with. I don't want people that just want free stuff all the because they think the world is just a free-for-all. And that's not true. I mean, anything worth having is not free. But many people on the planet, they just want everything for free. And I'm sorry, that's just not the world we live in. What's your favorite color? Blue. Royal blue. I'm sure most cats you experience are obedient. <laughs> well, I'm a different type of man, Candy. I mean, obviously, I know how to train cats. <clears throat> Which is women, by the way. But when it comes to people, like all of you, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's like becoming wealthy. Like, obviously, I can't. People can't be with me all day long. If you was with me all day long, then obviously you will be trained effectively. You'll make a million dollars. Ask Ariella. She made a million dollars because she was just in my presence. We were talking all the time. So, um, you know, when you're around a person, it's almost inevitable. Like a person that's wealthy, it's almost inevitable that you will make some money. It's almost like automatic. But you have to capitulate, by the way. You got to surrender to them. Because if you don't, it's going to be tough. What is unconscious competence? What are the most common challenges that stop people from getting there? Unconscious competence is when you do the thing automatically, such as driving, right? And the reason why it's tough for people to get there is because they're talking about the four steps of learning, by the way. And the four steps of learning, if anybody that don't know, first step is... 
unconscious incompetence. That's when you don't know what you don't know. Second step is conscious incompetence. Now you know you don't know it. Then you have conscious competence. You know it and you got to think about it as you do it, right? You have to consciously think. Like when you drive a car for the first time, you got to think about what you got to do to drive the car. And then you have unconscious competence. That's when you do it automatically. So people get stuck stuck at conscious competence because, well, (coughs) they don't have any motivation. They don't have any why. And the motivation comes from your why. The reason why people... (coughs) You ever think about why everybody walks? Right? Think about why everybody can walk. You ever think about that? Most everybody walks, right? It's no baby that did not have the capability of walking is not walking right now. Everybody walks. Why? Because you don't want to be the only food not walking. Make sense? <laughs> yeah. That's why the baby continues to walk because the baby sees everybody else walking and he assumes that he should walk. And to not to walk is too painful. So, But say if a lot of people didn't walk, See if everybody was crawling and only a a few people walked and we have a bunch of people that crawl. So it's not a lot of people that are rich and wealthy. So if you're around a lot of people that's crawling, poor and average people, right, then you kind of remain there, poor and average, even though you'll see a few people walking, which are rich, but you don't see enough of them and you're not around these people. So you see more people that are crawling, that are poor Bitching, complaining, whining. You know, you see more of these people. They're they're your friends as well. So that's the reason why it's tough for people to get to unconscious competence as as it relates to like wealth and creating money very easily. Make sense? Because you're not around the people that create money very easily. The key is to get around these people. They exist. Okay. Can I make an LLC with my DVA? No, you have to go file for LLC yourself. DVA costs about 12 bucks. That's just doing business as. DVA is just useless, honestly. Let me ask. That's relation to court of law. S Corp, LLC Corp. That's the way to go. But definitely talk to your accountant or tax people. Money Mayweather wears an Egyptian arc. I understand this is a meditation device. Do you know how to use it? No. Never heard of it. Never seen it on them. So I can't comment on that. You have an infection in your lungs, Wes. You need antibiotics, Wesley. Well, Princess Dana, can you spell my name correctly? It's W-E-S-L-E-Y. And I get it. Don't worry. I'm going to be okay. I'm taking Zycam and Halls and... I'm all, trust me, I'm almost, I'm almost well, okay? I'm believing I'm well now. How about that? Fine. Why are people more likely to buy a product when we're targeted based off their behavior? Because remember something, think about commercials. How many times have you seen a commercial about McDonald's, right? How many times have you seen a McDonald's commercial? Over and over and over again. And you think to yourself, I just saw this commercial. Why are they playing the commercial again? Repetition, man. Okay. 
before people, you got to listen. First of all, you got to think about why and what causes people to make decisions in life. It's a few ways. People make decisions based off of social proof. That's one way. Is everybody else doing it? Okay, I'll do it now. <laughs> right. And that's some of the fastest ways. So like with your products, if you have testimonials, use them. Use testimonials. They're the, po- the most powerful way to get people to buy your product or to make a decision to buy it. Another thing is repetition. You have to just show them over and over and over again until they were like, man, what is this? And it takes about seven to ten times for people to see stuff before they say, okay, I keep seeing this. So maybe this is something I need to look at. Right? Does that make sense? Just with the brain, man. If the brain keeps seeing something over and over again, eventually the brain will um, it will select it and say, you know, what is this? Does it make sense? Um, another thing with decisions, authority. Like if somebody's in an authority position, you tend to buy. Like with a doctor that tells you, hey, you need these pills to get well, you would just take the pills. You won't do any research. But if your friends say, hey, take these pills, man. You might say, I ain't taking those pills. What are you talking about? What pills are the... Right, but if a doctor does it, right? Because <laughs> it's authority, right? You need to read the book um, Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. I've read it several times. He got another book called Presuasion, which is a which is called Priming, which is you can set up things in a certain environment and people can make decisions based off the environment. I'll give you an example. Like they did a study with men that were talking to women and they were talking to women in front of a furniture store and in front of the furniture store, the man would get the numbers 30% of the time. But if the man would talk to the girl in front of a flower store, roses, then the man would get the number 70% of the time. Crazy, right? Yeah. So, you know, what's outside of your awareness is very influential on the environment. When you know this, you're going to make a ton of money. I talk about this in one of my programs, Mass Control. I don't know if it's for sale anymore, but I deep, I go deep into that. What's the book you told us to read today? Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. When you get on the plane, you trust the pilot. When you drive, when you drive, you trust the other drivers. Yeah, true. Uh, questions for me here. Hey, Lulu, how are you, friend? Give us a plan to make a million dollars in one month. Man, to be honest with you, if I gave you a plan, you wouldn't do it. And see, those type of questions. Um, it's the type of questions I used to ask too in my twenties, and they're the wrong questions, man. Cause you won't do it. You just won't do it, man. Trust me, you're not gonna do it. I mean, to make a million dollars in one month, all you need to do is make thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand a day, <laughs> right? If you chunk it down, you got to sell something to do that, right? <sighs> You could sell a house every day and get a $30,000 profit, you know, a four, five, six million dollar house on a daily basis. It's just so many ways to do it, obviously, but you're not going to do it because one, you don't have a why. You have no urgency. See, this is the honestness. Listen, it all boils down to the why. We're only going to do things based off our why. 
And if you don't have a compelling why to do something, you just won't do it. I'm telling you. See, many of you go to a job that you can't stand. A lot of you have a lot of pain when you go to your job, right? But you go there because of the pain, the avoiding of pain. What's the pain? Well, if you don't have a job, you have no money. That's painful for you. If you have no money, you can't pay bills. You lose cars. You lose houses. You can't feed your family properly. See that? That's the avoid. You go into your job not for pleasure. You go into your job because you want to avoid pain. So the pain of not having any job is more painful than going to the job. Even though going to the job is painful. You get it? Whatever is the most pain in your mind is what you're going to do. Remember this? I'm telling you. That's why people don't work out. People are fat and overweight right now. Right? And they know they need to work out. But they experience more pain working out than not working out. Even though they're fat, they're sluggish, unhealthy. People talk about them. They can't fit their clothes. They can't go to the beach without being subconscious. They have low self-esteem. People look at them like, oh, you fat. You know, but that's just not painful enough. Because the pain of sweating, soreness, going up and down, running, lifting weights. Oh, no. That's more painful. Right? And then the time it takes to make progress. So people just say, nah, I do it. I do it tomorrow. I do it next week. So everything as it relates to motivation is based off this pain and pleasure model. Like I share with people, anytime you want to get yourself to do something, just think about the pain of not doing it. Or think about the pain that you will experience if you don't do it. That's all you got to do to get yourself motivated in a certain direction of life. Okay? Questions for me. Wesley, I'm moving, and I want to be influenced by wealthy, by the wealth. Do you suggest I move to Beverly Hills, California? I will live in an apartment. I mean, you don't have to go to Beverly Hills, man. They'll be around rich people. Come on. That's so cliche. Rich people are everywhere, man. Are you kidding me? They're everywhere. What I would say is find out what you want to do. And then find the people that do that thing and do it very well. And get around those people. I mean, you can go to a five-star restaurant. Go to the bar. Drink water. Talk to people. Go to a five-star hotel. Go to the bar. Talk to people. Go to the golf courses, the golf ranges. Talk to people. Go to the country clubs. You don't need a membership. Just talk to people. That's it. Go to a gated community and just walk around the neighborhood. Park your car and walk around the neighborhood like you live there. I did it. People actually think you live there. I say, oh, yeah, I'm building a house right there um, across the block. And they really? Yeah, man, we just moved on. Thank God, you know, we worked hard. And what industry? And, oh, I'm in the internet marketing industry. That's why you should tell people. Listen, I used to go to this gated community here in um, Houston, Texas, in Royal Oaks. I'm broke. And I would drive my car and I would park it somewhere that people can't see it because, well, it was a 1980 Honda Accord. It was terrible. And I would just walk around the neighborhood because, you know, rich people, they love walking all the time. They love walking around the neighborhoods. So I was just walking around, meeting people. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, John. Hey, Jackson. What's going on, my man? Hey there, you new? Yeah, I am new. What's your name? My name is Wesley Virgin. What's your name? Well, my name is Bradley P. Oh, Brad, what do you do? I'm a doctor, man. I'm a surgeon here at um, the medical center. Oh, wow. How long have you been doing that? Man, doing a couple of years. So where are you moving? Man, I'm moving in the States out there in the back gate, uh, behind the third gate in the neighborhood, man. What do you do, Mr. Virgin? Well, I'm a digital marketer. We have a couple of internet companies doing very well. Wow. How did you get into that? 
man, grinding. You know, I used to be a computer engineer. I moved over and transitioned and to technology, man. And uh, it's been a life change. It's been a blessing for me and my family. You know, maybe we can get together sometime, man, play some pool. Uh, I don't know what you do for fun. Yeah, man, let's come out to the... Go- I swear to God, I used to do this, right? I would have these conversations with these wealthy people because I was acting as if I was rich. Even though I had $1,000 in my bank account. But I was acting as if. Comment those words below, please. Acting as if I was rich. Yeah. Because listen, if you want to be rich, you got to be comfortable with being rich. Comfortable with being wealthy. Okay? You think it just happens automatically, huh? You just get a million dollars and all of a sudden you're going to be comfortable. Nah. Uh-uh. Nah, it don't work like that, okay? Many people, they get money, and they're not even ready for the money, you know, like lottery winners. They have no clue. So you have to start to research and study how do rich people act? How do they speak? What do they do? Where do they go? Right? Act as if. And I did it for a very long time until the money showed up. What's next here? Did you get some value from that, young people? And listen, let me share something with you. I will suggest all of you, just do it, you know. Don't be, don't be so afraid to do this shit, you know, honestly. Get in your car one day and take your butt to a gated community with million-dollar homes. I mean, these people are not better than you. They're not. Stop thinking that they're better than you. Stop thinking that they won't accept you because you want to be like them, Correct. Well, you got to get some balls. Get up and go. Go behind that gated community. Find a way to get in the gate. Lie, whatever. Get in there. Park your car and just walk around. Take your dog. Take your dog. You know, dress nice or cool. Look rich. And walk your dog around the neighborhood and meet people. I'm telling you, you can meet people and set up a a dinner date or you can set up a, a golf meeting and they thinking you live there. You're not, but you're getting all this knowledge. You're just like getting around these people and they're talking very differently than your current friends, Pook and Ray Ray. Pook and Ray Ray talking about getting a, getting a dollar raise. Who wants to talk about that? Right? Pook and Ray Ray waiting, waiting for the tax income. Man, can't wait to get my refund, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to be balling. I'm going to get my refund and get some rims. I'm like, oh my God, you're so stupid. Right? You got to have different conversations because wealthy and rich people have very different conversations than Pookie and Ray Ray. So go do it. I tell you folks, go to the dealerships. Why are you so scared? You're like, Wes, and I can't go to a Rolls Royce dealership. I'm broke. I'm like, so? You broke. You don't have any money now. Okay. Now, maybe you don't have money now, but you don't have to have money. To go into a Rolls Royce Bentley dealership? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You don't. But you feel that you're not worthy. You feel that, well, it's just a waste of time for me to go in there. I don't have any money. No, 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 no. Listen, to be wealthy and rich, you have to become the person first. See, that's, that's back to the book, The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. <coughs> Your money only grows as much as you do. Which is if you want 
your money to grow. You got to grow. For you to grow, you got to go outside the box. Go around the, like, go into the Chanel store. We know you can't afford the bags, but so what? Birkin bags and Hermes bags and go to Versace. Just go. Just go. Browse. Sorry, may I help you? Well, you know, I'm looking at a current shirt that I saw online. Here's a picture. You have it? Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have it. Really? Maybe you guys can order. Maybe I can. Well, let me look around for a second. I'll get back to you. Right? Too easy. Stop going to Target and Walmart and the 99 cent store, the dollar store. I mean, come on. Stop it. Uh, what's next? Next question for me here. We got some late comers here. Hey, Amanda. Oh, I think I already talked to her already. Sabrina, how are you? Deepak. Um, I, I really, I, um, listen, I suggest just do it. Go, 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 go get around the wealth, man. Let me tell you what I used to do <laughs> back in the day. So when I was going back and forth from overseas, I used to purchase economy flights. Like, I never considered flying first class. Until one day, I was on an economy flight, and I noticed there were first class flights available. They were, like, open. And I'm like, you know what? Man, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go up there and see what they do. Right? And this is a true story, by the way. I was going to Dubai. And that's about a 10-hour, 11-hour flight. Man, I walked to the front. I sat in that seat. I pulled out my little bag. I put those pajamas on. I put open that nice little cover, that blanket that they give you, right? That Saks blanket. My first class people know what I'm talking about. That Saks blanket that they give you on the United Airlines flights. And uh, the lady came to me and said, hey, sir, how are you? I said, I'm doing well. Well, would you like to drink? I said, give me a glass of your finest champagne. True story, by the way. And let me tell you something. I sat there for the entire time. Now, it didn't work all the time. A few times they caught me. I said, I'm sorry, sir, what's your name? Yeah, Mr. Virgin. Um, Can we see your ticket, please? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Here you go. Sir. You're in the back. <laughs> You're in 44E, sir. Get your ass to that middle seat. I mean, that happened to me a few times. But listen, several times I did fly from Houston to Dubai first class, even though I didn't buy a ticket. I just want to know how it felt, man. I was trying to act as ill. And listen, you got to break the rules sometimes. A lot of you just always trying to do the right thing. You know, you want to be this virtuous person, even though you're not virtuous. Listen, break the rules. Don't break the law, but break the rules. They can't put you in jail if you just jump the first class. So what? They can't put you in jail if you try to sneak into a gated community. So it's just like, break the rules, folks. Okay? All wealthy people break the rules. Yeah? That's how it is. 
It's fun. I love breaking the rules. Okay? But <laughs> that did happen. They like, they like, get your ass back to 44 eat and get in that middle seat. And I'm like, ah! Oh, I had to do the walk of shame, man, midair. Like two hours in. And I was like, I was so comfortable. I mean, I'll never forget this. I was laying in that bed in first class, just relax. Doing one of those heavy snore breathing. I don't snore, but I was doing one of those heavy breathing. <sighs> I mean, I'm just feeling good. Got my show on, watching. What I was watching? I probably was watching G.I. Jane or something, right? I was just having a good time, just snuggled up, got the pillow between my legs. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm just relaxed, looking at my show, got my headphones on. And this lady said, excuse me, sir. I said, yes, 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 yes. How can I help you? Um, can we see your ticket? <laughs> oh, man. I was just like, lady, please. You're disturbing my experience here. And she said, I'm sorry, sir. You have to go back. I'm sorry. I said, ma'am, I'm already relaxed. I understand, sir, but you have to pay for this seat. And you didn't pay for it, so you have to go back to economy. And I had to decline the chair. Pull off the headphones, I had to pull off the sax blanket, take the pillow from between my legs, turn up G.I. Jane, and I had to go to the back in the middle seat. I couldn't even choose my movie. I wanted whatever movie was there, I had to watch it, and I was uncomfortable. But was it worth it? Absolutely. It was worth it. And I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Let me, let me show you something else that I did. So I did this recently. And I'm telling you, you got to break the rules sometimes. A lot of you just always trying to do the right thing. Oh, I got to do the right. Listen, you got to break the fucking rules sometimes. Let me tell you what I did. So me and Hermie, which is my best friend, Teplex, right? And we went to Paris. Now, listen, if you go to Paris now, let me tell you something. It is absolutely crowded in the airport. Usually I would purchase... A fast track, get somebody to greet me so I don't have to go through all that foolishness. But for some reason, I thought I would be good. And we got in that airport. And when I say that it was going to be a two-hour wait, it was going to be a two-hour wait just to go through immigration. Now, Wesley don't wait. If you know me, Wesley don't wait because I'm impatient. Because I'm a king. I'm like, why is a king waiting? I'm a king. Why am I waiting in line? I just think like this, right? Call me a narcissist. Call me arrogant, whatever. But I just don't believe I should wait in line. So let me tell you what I did. <laughs> Hermie was just freaking shocked when I did this. So I said, watch this, Hermie. Watch what I do here. Now, obviously, I didn't purchase a fast track, but I saw the fast track lady. And I walked up to her just like this. Hey, say, how you doing? My name is Wesley the Virgin. I need to go through fast track right now. Oh, okay, sir. Oh, can we see your ticket? Here it is. Okay, sir. Go ahead. I said, um, then Hermie came up and he confused. I said, let that guy in as well. He's with me. Oh, okay. Okay. Go. Let me tell you something. This lady let us both in. We didn't have to wait two hours, and we didn't have fast track. But just the level of certainty, right? It's very powerful when you do this. It's like I expected to go through, and how I approached her with all certainty, she just expected that I should. I said, how you doing? My name is Weston Virgin. I need to go through fast track right now. I did it just like, and it was a pattern in the road because 
she was like looking at people going, it was crowded, right? So she was already distracted. So when I came up to her like this so quickly, she couldn't think straight. She said, where's your ticket? And then obviously I'm a big man, my chest out, had this big smile on my face, this outstanding, beautiful man in front of her. I mean, what's she going to think, right? Boom. She just expects I should be there. I just showed her my ticket. Boom. And she let me in, even though we didn't have fast track. And um, I tell you that story. Sometimes you got to break the rule. Just have a little fun. You know, I could have got rejected. Right. I could have got rejected. So what? Right. You got to break the rules sometimes. Have a little fun with people. You know, have a little fun with life. Okay. What's next? Uh, Let me see here. Next question here. Well, listen, less time. This one I want you to do. And I dare you to try this. Now, let me tell you something. You got to look. If you want to do the first class deal, what you do is if you ever tr- fly like overseas, because sometimes those flights, they're not full. Right. And you got to look like you belong. You can't be like this person sitting in first class looking to your left to a right because you look like you don't belong. Like me, it just looked like I belong, right? It's just how I am, right? And I expect to be there, right? And sometimes it takes some practice because a lot of you have low self-esteem. You don't feel worthy. So when you're in situations that you don't feel comfortable, you look awkward. And let me tell you something. When you look awkward, they're going to find your ass. But listen, try it. Next time you fly, fly first class, and don't, get, don't be afraid of rejection. Don't get afraid if they catch you. Who cares? And Because uh, sometimes they will. But just do it. They, if it's a bunch of open seats, even if you fly domestic, just go in the first class. You know, when it's getting ready to take off, you notice ain't nobody in there. Just go up there and just sit there and say, how you doing, ma'am? My name is blah, 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 blah. Can I get a glass of water? She'll get you a glass of water. She don't even know you. So, she don't know you don't supposed to be there. But act like you do. It feels good. Just try it. Just, just try it, folks. Just try it. What's next here? Questions. And I did this when I was broke. I mean, I mean, I was working overseas, but obviously I didn't have enough money to afford a first class ticket. But I did it. I didn't. I just didn't care because I was like, "Shit, I belong here. I'm supposed to be in first class right now." <laughs> you know, sometimes in life you could be a pretender, and that's what it is. Sometimes you have to pretend. Like, listen, if you don't feel rich, just pretend that you are rich. Just act. Like you think rich people should act, right? Smile all the time. We're walking with confidence. We speak very well. You know, hey, how are you doing today? My name is blah, 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 blah. Hey, I have reservation at 7 o'clock. My name is Wesley Virgin. I should be on the list. Hey, if you don't mind, can you put us in a booth? Because we don't want to be outside. So if you can put us in a booth, we'll really appreciate that. As a matter of fact, here's five bucks for you. Right. Just act like, you know, act like, you you know, look, you ever been to a restaurant and I said, I'm sorry, we're booked. There's no way we can get you in. It's impossible, sir. You should have made reservations. You ever had that happen? It happened to me. I went to this place for brunch. It was me and my kids and the young lady I was talking to at the time. And um, I said, ma'am, my name is Wesley Virgin. Now, of course, I'm rich at this time, but they don't know who I am. My name is Wesley Virgin, and I really want a table. As a matter of fact, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get a table here. 
Okay. As a matter of fact, here's a hundred dollars. Can you make this happen for me? That little girl looked at me with those pretty ass blue eyes. She was like, okay. <laughs> I swear to God, I do this all the time. I did this a couple of months ago when I went my boo, right? And it was like, I'm sorry, sir. We're totally filled. <laughs> sir, we got an hour wait. An hour wait? I said, my name is Wesley Virgin. And me and my girl, we really need a table right now. Because we heard about your restaurant and we were just absolutely fascinated by it. And as a matter of fact, what's your cash app? What's your cash app? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you with $100. And I know that you can find me a table right now. Do you know within five minutes this dude found me, found us a table? You know why? Because I always get what I want. That's just my mentality, folks. See, that's a mindset. Okay? That's a mindset. I always get what I want. Always. I do whatever I got to do to get it. And that's what you got to be like. You got to be like that in life. You want to make money? Do whatever it takes to make the money. The legal way, of course, right? But it's a mindset, man. No one tells me no, I'm telling you. No one tells me no. I, even if I hear the word no, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, okay, let me think for a second. I just never hear the word no. I hear maybe, maybe yes. Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe next year. But uh, if I want it, it's mine. Okay? What's next here? What's next? Do you think to feel more work worthy, it is important to do what we said we are going to do? Uh, that's part of it, Daffy. But listen, to feel worthy, if I want to be very honest with you and very direct, sweetheart, to feel worthy, you got to tell yourself that you are worthy and you got to tell yourself why. Because remember something about worthiness and self-esteem. <coughs> that comes from people. Like, when you were young, if your parents failed to give you positive reinforcements all the time, like me, obviously, I'm smart. And I know what to give my children. But, you know, when I was young, my parents never told me that I was amazing. I was great. But they did tell me when I fucked up. When I made mistakes, they definitely told me that. But never when I did well. And they just didn't know, Right. So you have to remember something. Our self-esteem is usually created in the childhood. Think about school. If you was popular, you probably have high self-esteem. If all the girls like you, you probably have high self-esteem, man. Right? If all the guys like you, you probably have high self-esteem. But if no one liked you, were awkward like me. I was just an awkward duck in high school, in middle school. Right? No one paid attention to I had self-esteem issues. I didn't think I was great because no one said I was great. So why would I ever think I was great? Does that make sense? Because no one ever gave me that affirmation. And I didn't know I should have the affirmation because no one told me. And no one definitely didn't tell me that I should tell myself that I was great. Make sense? So that's just a lack of education on the parent side, on the authority figure side. So as an adult, 
what you must begin to do is give yourself the affirmations or the positive reinforcements that you didn't get when you were younger. Make sense? Okay. Hey, Chef Tiffany, how are you? I'm feeling better, folks. I'm just, you know, I have a lot of congestion, so, but um, I'm feeling much better. Thank you for asking. Hey, honey, how are you? Honey drip. What's next? How do you push through your worst times? Well, Roselle, you have to understand something. What you think are worst times are not worst times. And let me tell you why. See, to me, a worst time is death. Like you would die. I would think that's pretty bad. If you would lose your leg. See, if you got in a bad accident, God forbid, and you lost your leg and your arms. That's a worst time. So I think when we judge experiences that take place in our life, I think we must be careful to say, oh, man, this is the worst time in my life. And back. Make sure you maybe lost your job. I mean, not a big deal, right? It's not the worst time in your life, right? So I think for one, just don't exacerbate it. Don't make it worse than what it really is. They have a phrase that says, don't major in minor things. And most things are minor, right? Like, just don't make it worse. Oh my God, it's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Relax. Like, calm your ass down. Like, seriously. Because you've been in a predicament before. You have to think about it. You know, young lady, I'm pretty sure you've been in a predicament before. Something similar. And you found a solution, right? Well, what's different from this issue? Right? That you said that's the worst time. You got to remember something, young people. We always find a way. Always. But it's like sometimes we forget that we found a solution for the previous problem. You forgot. I'm like, didn't you have a problem like this three months ago? Then you find a solution? So what makes you think you're not gonna find a solution to this one? Well, I don't know, this is different. I really don't know. <laughs> People just have so little faith in themselves. You have so little faith in you. You have so little faith in your power, in your abilities, your capabilities. So little faith, right? It says in the Bible that, and I'm going to paraphrase, it says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, a man can move mountains. Think about that. You ever seen a mustard seed? Well, I have, and it's very small. And it said, if you have just a mustard seed of faith, you can move mountains. So I would say have some faith in you. 
Have some faith that you will discover and find the solution. I understand the problem is bigger than life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But have faith of a mustard seed. Just have a little bit of faith that everything's going to work out. Because it always does. Okay? So what would you do practically, Wes? About what? To all men and women that lack confidence and assurance of who you are, you need to... Oh, God. Um... You make me wiser night by night, brother. I see it in my everyday appearance. Much love, brother. And I love all my men. How many men on here tonight? I'm just curious. How many men, how many kings on here tonight? You know, I am definitely in the business of making boys men and making um, pompers kings. You know, just uh, trying to transition you into kings and understand what it takes and what the requirements to be a king. And I'm so excited that I can help men realize that they can become kings, king of their own jungle, okay? And of course, I love my women as well. I love my queens. Much love to my queens. I love you. You're so beautiful. And listen, you're loved. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're more than capable. And we love you. Us men, we love our queens. And I know sometimes men don't act like it, but we do. We love everything about you. We love your, when you get a little bit insane. We love when you're emotional. We love when you're loving. We love when you. <laughs> they just say we love everything about you here. So definitely shout out to all my queens on here tonight. What's the next question for me? I got a lot of men on here tonight. A lot of kings. I love it. I love it. How do you protect yourself against evil, hate, negativity? So you don't need to protect yourself against evil and hate. Okay, stop that. Stop it. There's no need to protect yourself. Okay? The key is to understand. When someone is being hateful and evil to you, okay? And you can tell, you know, they're just being hateful to you. It's more important for you not to react, but to understand that person. And you understand that their hatred is not yours. Their cynicism, it's not yours, it's theirs. They're trying to transfer the hate and evilness to you. Like, listen, in the comments, people may say, oh, you only got 65 people in your life. Ha, ha, ha. You got 2 million, but you only got 65 people, man. No one cares about you. No one's listening to your thing. Okay. That person is trying to transfer their hatred to me, <laughs> right? Or their evilness, right? Whatever you want to call it, to me. I just choose not to accept it. I say, okay. And what I do is I said, I'm, I'm grateful for the 63. It could have been one. <laughs> I'm more than grateful for the 63. And I'm going to serve the 63 until it becomes 64. And I'm going to serve the 64 until it be 104. Does that make sense? Like when people are hateful towards you, they say, oh, I don't like you. 
Are you suck? Are you not smart enough? You're not good enough? Whatever. I mean, people, you know. Listen, they're transferring their hate. That is not about you. So you don't need to protect yourself. You need to know who you are. Okay? When you know who you are, you are less affected by others. See, I know who I am. I know who I stand for. So, listen, if somebody write a negative comment about me online, a negative blog, you think I care too much about that? No, because I know who I am. They're just giving their perception of what they're seeing online or their experience, which I can't control that. Does that make sense? So I don't need to protect myself, but I need to understand them. And usually a person that is trying to transfer hate or evilness or hatred to you, the person is hurting. It's a person that's sad. It's a person that's feeling some type of pain. Does that make sense? That's all it is. It's a cry for help. And you got to understand that. That's why it's very difficult for me to be very upset at people because I don't want people being hatred towards me. It's just a cry for help. They're hurting. You know, maybe I just need to apologize, you know. Somebody call you a bitch. Somebody call you a dumb motherfucker. I don't know, you know, how people are. People just, people are hateful, man. They'll just bring up your past and, well, you remember when you used to do this? You was nothing. That, you forgot about your, but you, you know, whatever. People are hurting. And you have to realize, realize something about people. It's a lot of people that are hurting, okay? And people don't know what to do with this pain. So that pain evolves into anger. And that anger can turn to hatred and disgust and bitterment. Does that make sense? So it's more important for you to understand people. Then it doesn't bother you too much. Can you understand that they're hurting? Like somebody say something evil towards you, just tell them I love them. Say, you know, I love you. Someone tells you that your goals and dreams are never going to happen, say, I love you. I appreciate that, but I love you. And you're incorrect, but I love you. Someone brings up your past about something that they know is very sensitive to you. So you know what? I know you're trying to hurt me, but I love you. I know you're trying to hurt me because you're hurting, but I love you. It's powerful. person can't say anything. But then you give a person what they need. That's what they need, man. They don't need you to be combative. They don't need you to go back and forth because hurt people want to hurt more, by the way. You ever realize that? Whenever somebody's trying to be hurtful towards you, they want to hurt more. So that's why they want hurt from you because they want you to get angry so you'll say something that's going to piss them off so they can be more hurtful because hurt people want to hurt more. Some people live in pain, man. They live in misery. They just live that way. It's very, very unfortunate. But I love those people. Like, I love all the people that write negative views about me. I love the people that talk about me online. I love them. I love them because they hurt. It just hurt. You know, some people are like, well, I'm just trying to tell the, you know, whatever. It just come from um, a place of pain, of dislike. And that's okay. Because I'm not trying to be liked. And I want you to realize that you're not here on the planet to be liked. You can be liked by enough, but you're not here just to be liked. 
You're here to be effective. And when you begin to live your purpose, when you begin to chase your dreams and live out your passions, it doesn't matter how virtuous you're trying to be. Somebody is going to see what you're doing and they're going to put a negative spin on it. <laughs> it's just how it is, man. People get upset because I post my vehicles online. People get upset because they say that I'm bragging. I mean, what am I? How, how am I bragging? Bragging about what? Is it because I have nice things? So it's a crime to have nice things? And is it a crime to talk about nice things? Like what blows my mind, if I post a picture of my brand new McLaren online, and I say, man, look at my brand new McLaren. I love it. And on the comments, I say, why are you always bragging? But if you post a brand new picture of your new Ford Focus and you say, won't God do it? And everybody going to say, congratulations. Oh, my God, I love your car. Oh, my God, I love your Ford Focus. Oh, my God, look at the interior. Your Ford Focus is so beautiful. Look at those 12-inch rims. <laughs> right? All the comments are going to be positive. No one's going to say you're bragging. Mm, you ever think about that? No one's going to say that you're bragging. Right? So, the reason why I always talk about my stuff, because I want to make it normal. And I want you to understand that it's normal and it is okay to talk about your accomplishments. It's okay to let people know about your achievements because that's what motivates people. Like, if I never show you anything that I've obtained in life, you won't listen to me too long. If I don't talk about my penthouse, I don't talk about the car to travel around the world, the real estate that I have. If I don't talk about this stuff, you're not going to listen to me too much because that's what the stuff that you want. You're motivated by those things. We all are. It is what it is. Right? <laughs> and we all know that. All right, what's next? Um, what's next here? Please answer my question above. What is it? What are your thoughts and opinions on re-addiction? What's re-addiction? We really love to, um, your brain on that one to hear your take. Re-addiction? Can you explain what you mean by real addiction? Are you talking about you had an addiction, you got rid of it, and you um, just uh, relapsed? I'm trying to understand what you're trying to ask me. Hey, Carla. Hey, Cyrus, how are you? Why do our competitors or some people that didn't have their own goals but to copy and paste whatever we did? Why do our competitors or some people that didn't have their own? Um, you want to know why do competitors copy and paste others to become successful? Because they're smart. What do you mean? Burger King did it to McDonald's. Fa um, Facebook did it to MySpace. Did they not? Right? Adidas did it to Nike. Right. I don't know why. You know, I think it's such a um, taboo word to copy and paste people. <laughs> don't be a copycatter. <laughs> that came from the childhood. Don't be a copycatter. Listen, 
We're not saying copy verbatim, but model. There's nothing wrong with modeling with other people. I mean, did not. Before, let's think about it. TikTok, right? Before TikTok, there were no YouTube shorts. There were no Instagram reels. Was it? No, it was not. TikTok created that thought and ideal about short form content. TikTok did that. And all these other platforms who are worth billions of dollars, they copied. So what? I mean, how many different tires do you have? How many different chairs do you have? How many different mattresses are there on the marketplace? Come on, folks. It's nothing wrong to model others. What's next? Wes, you always say one should focus on one business and commit 100% to it. Can someone pick two out of the four different business skills they've got? No. No, sir. Listen, in the beginning, in the beginning of any business or any company, if you want that business to be successful, millions, you got to focus on one thing, okay? After that one thing is successful, then you can create more things or more companies. But in the beginning, focus on one thing, okay? One thing, young people, one. The only reason why you're trying to do two is because you're afraid that number one may not work. And if one don't work, then maybe two will. No, that's not how business works. You got to put all your energy on one thing. LeBron James, what does he play? Basketball. You don't play football. Not baseball. Basketball. Tiger Woods. Golf. <coughs> one thing. Okay? Because you got to be the best. And you got to be the very best at it if you want money. Okay? It's a book by um, Keller Williams called The One Thing. Keller Williams is undoubtedly the largest real estate company in the world. This man makes a ton of money. Uh, it's the largest, largest real estate franchise. All right, what's next? Are you getting value here tonight, folks? Comment below the word value if you're getting value tonight here. Now, listen, I'm always open to go live with you. If you want to go live with me, I'm down for that as well. Hey, Nessa, how are you? So if you want to go live, just say I want to go live. Your lights need to be on. I need to be able to see that pretty face of yours, of course, or handsome face or whatever. But if you want to go live, we can do that as well. Okay. Would you recommend email marketing? Absolutely. What was just saying regarding addiction? Uh, well, okay. So what do you want to know about addiction? I mean, we know what addiction is, obviously, right? Addiction is when we feel that we can't stop doing something that may not be productive to our success or to our goals. And if you want to stop an addiction, that's very easy to do that, by the way. 
right? It goes back to the pain and pleasure model again. Anything that you're addicted to, think about the pain if you continue to do what you're currently doing. Like, you just think about what would happen if I continue to go down this path with this addiction. Does that make sense? Questions for me. Uh, probably I should rephrase my question here. I'm into real estate sales, but I've started learning forex trading. Nah, man, just focus on one. Okay. If your goal is to sell a ton of real estate, just focus on that, man. You know, why do forex if you're doing well in real estate? Magnify it. Yeah, to help get over addiction is very easy. Um, you just have to associate more pain of continuing with the addiction, such as if you smoke, you want to stop smoking. Well, think about the cancer that you might incur. Think about the people that you may kill around you because of backhand smoke. Think about if you got a family. Um, think about them if you're smoking around them and how it can cause long problems in their life. Think about your bad breath, that most people are not going to want to be around you. You won't know it because you have bad breath. Because smoking, unfortunately, it just oh, it just screws up your your breath. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't stand smokers. I just cannot. I'm talking about weed smokers, cigarette smokers. It's disgusting. And they have some of the most horrific-looking mouths. Their mouth, their tongue, their teeth. And I know some people, they try to shield it, but man, I'm telling them, they have bad breath. Ugh, God, it just stinks. And they don't know it because, well, they've been smoking for so long, they don't know. Especially weed smokers, man. They have the worst breath. I'm be honest with you, they have the worst breath. But if you date other men or women that smoke weed, you'll never know until you get with a person that does not. And unfortunately, a lot of people smoke weed. Unfortunately, I don't smoke. I don't do drugs uh, <laughs> at all. So, and I'm not judging. You do what you got to do. But if you want to stop, give yourself pain to stop. Just think about your bad breath, right? <laughs> and to me, that's just not attractive. What's next here? Uh, let's go live here. Got a young lady that's been trying to go live with me forever. Hold on. Just go live with her real quick. Why is your camera not on? Uh, I don't know. She's not there. All right. What's next here? Who wants to go live here? Just want to go live with somebody new, folks. I've been live with a lot of you over and over again here. <coughs> Any more questions for me? Questions. Let me see. Um, 
questions. I don't see any questions here. Alrighty. Well, hey, Jessica, Michelle, how are you, Anthony? Brian Flores. Jeremiah, how are you, sir? Any more questions before I let you go here? We had a great rant tonight, did we not? How many of you learned a lot? Learned a ton, you know? And I will continue to do this. And thank you for liking this. And thank you for spreading the word about these rants. You know, let people know there's a self-made millionaire, a black guy, crazy guy, but he's a cool guy, very astute guy on the internet that's going live on his Instagram account. And he's just sharing his philosophy with others to help them achieve their goals and their dreams. So thank you for sharing that out and moving this information around the world for me. I appreciate that. I can't do it alone, obviously. So I always appreciate the likes, your shares, and your tags, and your verbal reach, um, as you verbally reach out to others as well. If I don't have any more questions here, how do I prepare my mind about moving from a big house to a small one? I don't think there's any preparation needed. You just got to do it, Princess Diana. You just got to do it. How do you automatically check your analytics? You mean for Instagram? Um, I mean, it's right there on your account. You can check it with ease, honestly. Do you recommend falling asleep with affirmations? The Book of Z. Um, absolutely. Um, absolutely, I would. I, I, in the beginning of my journey, I did. I had something that was called a sleep pillow. No, I'm sorry, a speaker pillow. Um, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly, but it was a speaker that you can put inside of your pillow. And you can lay on it and you just listen to affirmations all night. I, I did that years, decades ago. And um, I believe it works. It does. I believe it does, you know, because before you sleep, obviously before you go to REM sleep, you're still aware why you're going through the process of sleeping. So a lot of the information, you do assimilate it. I'm not sure if you assimilate it when you're in REM sleep, but um, do it. It won't hurt you. How did you do sensory emotional technique when you first started? Yeah, when I first started, um, it's, it's very easy, folks. What she's talking about is, is just how to <coughs> evoke emotions in the body to make you feel a certain way. All you do is just think about something that makes you feel good. Okay? Just think about something that makes you feel good. And you just anchor associated to something that you want like i can think about what makes me feel good like working out i love working out makes me feel really good so while i'm thinking about working out and feeling good about that you know pumping up these biceps doing pilates working his body i can think about bringing in a hundred thousand dollars a day wow because i'm already feeling good because i'm thinking about working out and then I think about why I'm feeling that way. I think about, which is called an anchor. I start feeling and thinking about the $3 million a month. You get it? 
So what you do is you think about something in your past or you think about something that you felt good about currently. It could be about your children, your parents, anything that you feel good about, right? And you think about it and you feel that emotion and you start thinking about what you want to feel good about. That's how you anchor that thing. Does it make sense? Do you suggest to sleep with classical music on? I mean, you can. Hey, Black Hillbilly, how are you? Carmen, how are you? All right, folks. I guess it's time for me to go. Hey, thank you so much. I love you. I love you. I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. And depending on the likes and comments on this video, I will go live tomorrow, but it's based off you. If you don't mind coming back to this video and just sharing some comment, some like or share, I will go live tomorrow so we can continue this journey. This is like a marathon, man. And every day I'm here with you. I'm your biggest fan. I know some of you think that you're my fan. No, I'm your fan. That's why I go live. I'm here to keep you encouraged, motivated, and educated through the process of achieving your wealth. I've had so many people achieve wealth just based off these rants, just like listening and applying this information to their lives. So it's a marathon. Let's keep running. Let's keep going. Let's don't stop. Let's don't give up. Listen to it again. Listen to this again. Much love. Great night. And let's go.